0: From Lisbon in sunny Portugal, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Jonah Tree Bosser, and welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people making this world a better place. Today, we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal. We are broadcasting from the cavernous House of Friendship in the Fiera Internacional de Lisboa. Join us for the next half hour as we talk with Rotarians from around the world about the great things they are doing to serve humanity. I'm now going to welcome as our guest on Radio Rotary, Janetta Ann Douglas. She is from the Port Moresby, Papua New Guinea Rotary Club, and she's involved with something called Rotarians Against Malaria. Janetta, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. So uh, explain
1: to the folks at home, what exactly is malaria? Malaria is um, a disease that's as you can see, mosquito born and it is called an Anopheles mosquito. It's very specialised. This particular mosquito is only very tiny, and it always bites between about 9 or 10 o'clock at night until 6 o'clock in the morning. So... If you get bitten by one of those mosquitoes, it's very easy to die from it. What are the symptoms of malaria? Well, you get a very high temperature, and then eventually it gets so high that your brain is actually cooked. Well, that's pretty bad. It's, it's awful. It's a dreadful disease. It kills millions of people worldwide every year. But in Papua New Guinea, we've got this amazing project, which we call Rotary Against Malaria. And what we asked different Rotary clubs around uh, the world to do is a, to adopt one of our villages in Papua New Guinea. And you can adopt a little village with, say, 50 people, or you can adopt a big village with 5,000 people in it. And each what we try to do is, with that money, we buy mosquito nets, such as the ones you see here. So
0: it's just that simple. And you have a bunch of photographs in your um, booth here. And on the corner, we have pink mosquito netting. And it sort of looks like uh, a wedding dress, but in pink. And it's really that simple. It's not a very expensive solution. No, it's, it's, it's great in
1: simplicity. And the best thing about it now is that we've we had this global grant that gave us enough money to buy mosquito nets for the 8 million people who live in Papua New Guinea. And we're in the middle, halfway through, distributing all of those nets. But uh, the people who adopt a village, they buy a net for every two people in a village. And then with that money, we buy the nets. At any rate, we've, we've got enough money to blanket the whole of Papua New Guinea now. But within three years' time, we've got to start again because these nets only last for five years. How much do these nets cost? They cost us about $10 American. Well, that's not very much to save a life.
0: No. And if folks at home want to learn more about the Rotary fight against malaria, is there a website
1: they can go on? Oh, oh yes, www. dot That's Rotary against Malaria. www. dot ram. All right. Well,
0: Janetta Ann Douglas of the Port Moresby, Papua New Guinea Rotary, thank you so much for what you're doing to save lives by fighting malaria, and thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary.
1: Oh, thanks for listening to us, and I hope that you do decide to help us, because we need every bit of help we can, but we're winning, we're beating this malaria, and it's thanks to good people like you listeners. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, I have come all the way across the Atlantic here to Lisbon, Portugal, only to run into two of my best friends in Rotary, the fabulous Greenwood's Nan and Dave Greenwood. Good morning, Nan. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. It's great to be with you.
2: And Dave, good morning to you. Always good seeing you too. It's wonderful to be at this conference.
0: And you know, uh, you're very intimately involved with Youth Exchange, which is one of the crown jewels of the Rotary program. Nan, explain to the folks at home what is Youth Exchange.
3: Youth Exchange is a fabulous opportunity for Rotary Clubs in the Mid-Hudson Valley to sponsor a student to go out to another country to live for a year with host families, attend school, experience the culture, and learn a language. And then reciprocally, we accept a student from the district our kids go to who stays with families here, attends school, and absorbs our culture. It is the best way to make the world a smaller place and to promote international
0: understanding, peace and goodwill. Well, Nan, what you say is so true, and I'm sure, David, that you agree that when a young person comes here and lives with us for a year and goes back home to his or her respective country, if someone starts saying something that's anti-American, they'll say, wait a second, I've lived there, I know these people.
2: The reality is that we deal with over 65 countries within our region of exchange. That 65 faces, 65 personalities that we get to know. Around the world, is involved with over 120 exchanges. And here in Lisbon, we're meeting representatives, ambassadors, if you will, children from around the world, some of whom were involved with the program 50 years ago and now have positions of leadership and organization. That's what Rotary provides, a network of opportunity. And the face of the future are the children of today. Now, Nan, uh, you know,
0: we, do you have to be a Rotarian to have your child go overseas? No, absolutely not. You
3: may be, but this opportunity is open to anyone who's interested, who has a sense of adventure, curiosity, and a real desire to learn about another culture, to learn another language, to experience the world.
0: And Dave, we do need people to offer to be host families for these young people who are coming into the United States. They have to be a Rotarian to be a host family.
2: Not at all. All you have to be willing is to share your life and help support the program. It's an opportunity not just for the child, but for everyone in the family to get to know someone from another culture. It's a win-win completely. Nan Greenwood,
0: uh, I'm sure there are certain safety factors that are put in place when uh, we send children overseas. You want, In case there are some parents who are thinking, gee, my child might enjoy going overseas. First of all, what's the age range that we send overseas, and what kind of safety factors do we have?
3: The age range is essentially 15 to 18 years old, and we work Rotary District to Rotary District, so there is an entire network of volunteers, both here and abroad, that is looking after these students. And everyone is extremely attentive. The students Rotary provides the insurance, so the students are covered by medical insurance. Uh, they vet the families, so that everyone is an approved, safe environment for the children to be. And it's it. I can't tell you how we look after these children as if they're our own. Regardless, if it's our students overseas or overseas students coming here, there is a Rotary family that treats them as their own and looks after them for whom the safety and well-being and
0: experiences are primary. Dave Greenwood, if the folks at home who are listening want more information about Youth Exchange, is there a website?
2: Actually, there's a lot of ways, but I would recommend that you're in touch with your local Rotary clubs. That's the first step. But if you go online, my wife has that information.
3: That would be YEX, as in Youth Exchange, YEX
0: 7210.org. Give us that one more time.
3: YEX
0: 7210.org. And folks at home, if you're interested in finding out about your local rotary club, go to rotary.org, click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, find out where your local rotary club meets. Join us for the fun, the food, and fellowship, and get to learn uh, and meet people like Dave and nan greenwood terrific rotarians great running into you here in Lesbon and thanks oh, so much for seeing you too wonderful thanks uh, for being on radio rotary thank you jonah you know when you go to a rotary convention you usually don't see a frightening aspect but we have here a man in a black cape it looks like count dracula sir are you count dracula I have
4: been endorsed to serve as Count Dracula for the benefit of voluntary blood donation. My name is actually B.J. Smith. I'm with the Colleyville, Texas Rotary Club. Well, you don't
0: have a Hungarian accent. We can tell you're from Texas. B.J., why are you wearing a black cape that talks about global network for blood donation? to encourage people to stop by our booth.
4: Uh, we started with the New Orleans Convention with the capes and they were definitely eye-catching and it spawns people to come by our booth and see what we're all about. Why is so important for people to donate blood? Because in many areas of the world, they do not have an available blood supply. They rely on family members, or they relied on paid donors, which, as we know, are not as safe as an all-voluntary blood donation. It could be a paid donor could be transmitting a a disease, an infectious disease of sorts, or or other things. Their motivation truly isn't altruistic as a voluntary
0: blood donation is. As somebody who has a couple of gallon pins for donating blood over the course of my lifetime, I can tell the folks at home, it's uh, it's not really painful, and it doesn't take much time, and if you donate blood in the United States, at the end, they usually give you cookies and juice.
4: Yes, they do. They give you cookies and juice, and in many other parts of the world, they do the same same practice. Well, uh, B.J. Smith, uh, just uh, take a few minutes to tell folks uh, why they should be donating blood. Because blood donation saves lives. I mean, it, that's the, the main reason and the only reason is donation. blood donation saves lives. And there usually is a critical shortage at some time during the year, even in the United States. Yes, there is. Typically around the Christmas holiday and in the summer months, most blood centers experience problems. Twenty to twenty-five percent of our blood comes from students, high school students. Well, in the summertime, those students are out of school, so we rely on others
0: to backfill what we don't get from the students. Well, Count B.J. Smith of Hollyville, Texas. Thank you so much for everything you do to assure an adequate supply of blood in the world, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Certainly, I was happy to be here. And we'll be back with more of our coverage of the 2013 Rotary International Convention from Lisbon, Portugal after these important messages.
5: This tree was never chopped down. Because this crutch never needed to be carved. Because these legs never grew weak. Because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org endpolio end polio. Rotary, humanity in motion.
0: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Jettleson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm.
6: JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions.
0: The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation.
6: JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown. New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com.
0: Juddelson, Giordano and Siegel, your essential partner in business. It's time for Kinderhook Tri-Village Rotary Club's annual biking event, the Columbia County Rotary Ride, on September 21st, Saturday at 7 a.m., Independence Way, Valacia, New York. Routes from 10 to 100
6: miles for all experience levels, rest stops, and first aid vehicle provided.
0: Registration is just $35 and includes a free t-shirt for the first 250 people, free cookout and entertainment.
6: Visit www.ccrotaryride.org. That's
0: ccrotaryride.org. Save the date. September 21st at Independence Way, Alacia. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services.
7: With
6: locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts,
0: Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community.
6: Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's
0: SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank. Enriching. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Treibwasser speaking to you from the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, where over 25,000 Rotarians from 164 different countries are meeting to share ideas on how to make the world a better place. Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Kathy Wage of Fresno, California. She's a Rotarian. And in her booth here at the Rotary International Convention in Lisbon, Portugal, there is all sorts of cooking equipment that looks very interesting. Good morning, Kathy. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning. Very nice to be here. And we're delighted to have you. Tell us about solar cooking
7: solar cooking uh, comes in all sorts of forms there are many many different kinds of solar cookers and some of them are high-tech we specialize in the lowest tech solar cooker I think that could be it's made out of cardboard and aluminum foil and it's called a cook it we've taken the cook it to Africa Mexico South America and Turkey and taught people how to use it and partnered with other rotary
0: clubs and NGOs and have had many successful projects of course there's a lot of sunshine In all the places you talked about, Africa and uh, Turkey and um, other places like that. So it's not only helping people feed themselves, but also not have to use uh, fossil fuels because they're using the free sunshine.
7: Exactly. We, you know, uh, the... The project in our club started when somebody was very concerned about what he saw in terms of deforestation and wanted to give people another way to have good quality cooked food without cutting down trees. And so he found the it and has been a a real force in terms of spreading the technology.
0: Let me describe for our listeners what the uh, cooker looks like. It's made of cardboard, as you said, and on one side of the cardboard is very shiny aluminum, and in the middle is a pot. Now, just how hot can the sun, when it's amplified by that mirrored side of the cardboard, how hot can that pot get? That
7: pot, actually, believe it or not, can get over 300 degrees. And so you can heat uh, your pot and your food and have a fully cooked meal, sometimes in less than 90 minutes. Uh, Usually I can cook a chicken at my house in the solar cooker in about 90 minutes, a whole chicken. That's great. And when are you inviting me over for lunch? (laughs) Whenever you can get to California.
0: Now you have another oven here that's made up of a pile of bricks. It's about a foot tall and a foot wide. It's in a square. What's that all about?
7: That's called a rocket stove. And it uses uh, principles of physics and very, very small amount of fuel to get very high temperatures through a chimney. And the, the uh, air flowing through the chimney raises the heat up the chimney to the pot that's sitting on top of it. And uh, it gets to a high temperature very quickly. Uh, So you can use a very little bit amount of fuel and get your pot very hot and then uh, you move it over to something called a hay basket, which is any container that you have insulated with pillows filled with garbage or straw or uh, some sort of grassy material that will keep the, the food hot for a number of
0: hours and continue the cooking process. If the folks at home, Kathy Wage, want to know more about uh, solar cooking or this brick oven, um, is there a website or other ways they can get information about your project? Our information
7: is available two ways. If you go to Rotary Club of Fresno website, you can find information about our solar cooking project. If you go to Facebook and look for Integrated Solar Cooking, you will find uh, lots of information, a cookbook, and uh, information about how to make the solar cookers. We also have videos online that are posted in three or four
0: different languages. Well, Kathy Wage of the Fresno, California Rotary Club. Rotary Club, thank you so much for everything you do to make sure people around the world can cook their food. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. You're very welcome. Thank you for asking about our project. My pleasure. Take care. Our guest on Radio Rotary right now is Michael Robeson of the Loveland, Colorado Rotary Club, and he's here talking about clean water. Good morning, Michael, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, Jonah. How are you? Terrific. So you've uh, you've got behind you uh, a big uh, tub. Looks like not quite a fifty-gallon tank, blue plastic tub called Pro Cleanser Water Filtration. What's that all about? And it's got the rotary symbol on it. Yeah, ProCleanse Water Filtration
8: is a, uh, a unique and innovative uh, point-of-use water filter that uses uh, porous ceramic particles blended with metal ions. The porous ceramic particles do your filtration of, say, cis, uh, via, uh, uh, your suspended sediment, and your turbidity. And then it's blended with a mixture of metal ions that do disinfect against bacteria and the viruses. And that uh, technology is combined into a two-stage, two-chamber unit. The first chamber filters the water, and the second chamber is used for safe storage. So you have a built-in safe storage, all driven by gravity, and it's used for households in developing countries.
0: So they take water, which might be polluted, say, from the local river, pour it on top, and it works its magic, and out at the bottom, where there's a hose there, comes out pure drinking water for their kids. That's
8: correct. So... uh, so again, we've, we're targeting uh, rural households where maybe, again, they might have a river, a polluted river, they might get rainwater, they might have a well, and again, they're dumping the water in, running it through the filtration, and then they have uh, safe storage, ready to use uh, 18 liters when,
0: when they want the water. And this runs without electricity, purely on gravity. It's really uh, brilliant in its simplicity.
8: Yeah, that's, uh, I think, what was really the uh, the driver behind developing it, was keeping it simple. Uh, and really making it so it had no replacement parts, no real moving parts, uh, and, and, you know, making it so that, you know, when it arrives, it's ready to go, and there's uh, something that will last for 10 years.
0: So how big a problem is a lack of clean water around the world? You know, those of us who live, you're in Colorado, I'm from New York, we're used to turning on a tap, we have clean, wholesome water to drink. How big a problem around the world is polluted water?
8: Well, uh, the numbers vary depending upon who you really speak to, but uh, having been out and traveled around uh, different parts of Africa, and all over Latin America, uh, it's a staggering number. I mean, you know, I think probably the, the number that people stick to is maybe like 900 million people in the world lack access to clean water. And you know, if you think about that, you know, here in the United States, where, where you and I are from, again, we just turn on that water and it's there and ready to go. I visited these villages, and you know, these people are content to have you in their house and treat you just as if you were my neighbor next door. But they don't have any clean water to offer you. You know, where you and I can just walk up, I can offer you a cup of clean water. They don't have that. And you know, and and this uh, and other technologies like this really open the door and allow us to. to make a difference in in improving their lives, and just something that simple.
0: And this water filtration process, which really is compact and uh, quite pretty, it's a beautiful blue with the rotary symbol on it. It's so simple to work. How much does it cost to supply a uh, a water filter like this for the average family in a developing country?
8: So the uh, price of these units uh, for the Rotary is uh, $200. U.S. Dollars. And again, it's a one-time cost, minimum 10-year life.
0: And for that small amount of money, you give a family a lifetime of clean water. That's just terrific. Uh, Michael Robeson of the Loveland Colorado Rotary, if people want to learn more about your water project, is there a website they can go to? Yes, uh, www.pro. Cleanse Michael Robeson of the Loveland County, uh, Loveland, I should say, Colorado Rotary Club. Thank you so much for everything you're doing to bring clean water to the world. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you, Jonah. We're saying good morning now to Erin Thomas of Portland, Oregon, a Rotary Peace Fellow. And she's going to tell us about the Rotarian Action Group for Peace. Good morning, Erin, and welcome to Radio Rotary.
9: Good morning. Thanks for having me today. The Rotarian Action Group for Peace is a brand new organization. We are the only Rotarian Action Group approved this year, Our subject is peace, and we hope to bring together all avenues of peace under Rotary, including Rotarians, Rotaractors, Peace Fellows, the cadre members who work in peace. We all want to bring it together under one umbrella.
0: And, of course, that's so important because there's so many conflicts around the world, so much hate. And uh, Rotary's aim this year, through our uh, president, Tanaka, his motto is peace through service. So this is very timely.
9: Thank you. One of the things we saw this year were hundreds and thousands, perhaps, of peace projects being done by Rotary clubs all over the world. And each club was inventing their own project and doing the work from scratch. We hope to be a clearinghouse where people can come and learn about other projects that have been done, get resources on them, and deepen our peace work because we're sharing with each other.
0: Now, what exactly is a Rotary Peace Fellow? You told me you're a Rotary Peace Fellow. What's that? What is that all about?
9: There are Rotary Peace Centers all over the world. Now the program is over 10 years old, and there's over 800 Peace Fellow alumni. Uh, Over time, the location of the centers has changed. For instance, I went to school in Buenos Aires, Argentina, at the Universidad del Salvador. That center is no longer open, but Rotary is picking the best academic institutions around the world, investing in creating a peace center there, and each year, 10 Rotary Peace Fellows from all over the world join together at each of the Peace Fellows and do a two-year master's degree in Peace in Conflict Resolution.
0: Well, that's just terrific. And if people at home want more information about the Rotary Peace Initiative, um, is there a website or someplace they can find out about it? Rotarians for Peace rotariansforpeace.org? Yes. That's terrific. Well, Aaron Thomas of Portland, Oregon, Rotarian Peace Fellow, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and thanks for everything you're doing around the world to assure peace.
9: Great. Thank you for having me today.
0: We've had a delightful time at the Rotary International Convention here in Lisbon, Portugal, and I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed bringing this to you. This is Jonah Trebois, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Portugal.
6: Protect your identity and benefit the community by attending Poughkeepsie Arlington Rotary's shredding event, Saturday, September 28th, 9 a.m. to noon. At the junction of Routes 55 and 82 in the Bridgeway Credit Union parking lot. Featuring on site shredding for a suggested donation of $10 per box, no need to sort out staple paper clips or even bank books. All shredded paper is recycled and donations go to Rotary's local community programs and scholarships. So save the date, Saturday, September 28th, starting at 9 a.m. For more information, contact www.hv. Shred.com. That's work.